everyone and welcome to another episode of Chakuna Dieta, Chakuna's weekly news digest, bringing you the latest in the psychedelic space from the Chakuna Institute for Psychedelic Plant Medicines, providing public education, cultural understanding about psychedelic plant medicines and promoting a bridge between the ceremonial use of sacred plants and psychedelic science. I'm your host, Joseph Mays, the program director for the Indigenous Reciprocity Initiative of the Americas. I thank you for being with me for the seventh episode for the week of September 26th to October 2nd. I want to start off thanking everyone for coming to our community forum series. This past Wednesday, September 29th, we had another amazing edition in the Patenting the Sacred special series, Patenting Nature or Protecting Culture, Ethnopharmacology and Indigenous Intellectual Property Rights. This conversation was between Dr. Ian McGonigal in conversation with Dr. Osiris Gonzalez Romero, and they spoke about Dr. McGonigal's experience in both biology and anthropology, exploring the intersection of these fields and the understanding of traditional plant medicine and culture that can be gleaned from them. And Dr. McGonigal reflected upon the costs and benefits of legally protecting plants and attempts to present a deeper understanding of ethical and epistemological issues involved in studying traditional plant medicines scientifically. You can watch this along with all other community forums on Crowdcast at any time, and you can also stay tuned for the next edition of Patenting the Sacred called Indigenous Worldview, Property, and Extractivism in the Psychedelic Renaissance, where we will hear from Professor Tink Tinker from the Osage Nation concerning the difficulty of the very notion of property and the impact of extractive thinking on Indigenous worldview. That will be on Wednesday, October 27th at 12 o'clock p.m. PST. But before that, we have Philosophy and Psychedelic on Connectedness and Alienation. Conversation with Dr. Christine Hoskeller and Dr. Peter Sosted-Hughes, Wednesday, October 6th at 12 p.m. PST. I had the pleasure and privilege of meeting both Dr. Hoskeller and Dr. Sosted-Hughes in the past in a working group of social anthropologists from the University of Exeter when I had the opportunity to present about my own work and it was such a stimulating discussion. They really grilled me afterwards. It felt like a thesis defense. So I know that seeing them both together on our community forums format is going to be really uh, invigorating, edifying, and challenging. It'll be great to hear from both of these brilliant thinkers and researchers. So please join us on October 6th next week at 12 o'clock p.m. PST. We also still have early bird tickets for our Religion and Psychedelics Forum, April 22nd to 24th, 2022, which will be two days of panels discussing and exploring the role psychedelics played in the history of religion, as well as the role religion plays in the modern psychedelic renaissance. This is a multidisciplinary and intercultural forum examining important questions around mystical experience, indigenous spirituality, religious freedom, and drug policy, and how psychedelics intersect with both Eastern and Western religious traditions. Also, if you or someone you know is interested in speaking on a panel at our upcoming conference, you can fill out a form on our website. I also want to give a huge thank you to Margaret and Aurora, who just released a new episode of their How to Launch an Industry podcast. From Indigenous to FDA, featuring myself as well as Sarah Russo, the author of Herbs for the Apocalypse, and cannabis researcher Sarah Jane Ward. We had a great conversation, so I encourage you to check that out, and that's How to Launch an Industry. 
on all your streaming platforms. Once again, thank you to Maya Health for hosting our fundraiser last week and for having me on the Psychedelic Therapy Podcast with Eamon Armstrong. I love to learn from all of these excellent podcast hosts and try to incorporate those lessons into this podcast, which I really look forward to expanding and having guests on. And uh, I really appreciate everyone that's tuning in and listening during the early days. This week, we also announced our participation in the Bioneers Conference for 2021, November 11th to November 13th. This conference will make connections from ancient wisdom of forests to the visionary struggles of Amazonian First Peoples. From multicultural healing, ecofeminism, and a culture of pluralism to the dismantling of corporate power. We're thrilled to participate in this upcoming virtual conference where I will be presenting on the Indigenous Reciprocity Initiative. We'll be hearing from some of the Indigenous leaders on the ground. And I really look forward to having a conversation in a panel with our executive director, Biela Bache. We also have a brand new article written by Robert Heffernan entitled Community Alert Arrests and Encounters with Law Enforcement Are Increasing. This is about the fact that there have been over 200 seizures of ayahuasca and other plant medicines shipped into the U.S. from other countries in the last year. This seems to conflict with the feeling that many have that psychedelics are on their way to acceptance and legalization, and it really is a wake-up call to the fact that these substances and therapies still have a ways to go before being seen as the important tools and allies that they really are and the struggle and fight for acceptance is still ongoing. I also want to plug our new anthology, Psychedelic Justice, one more time, toward a diverse and equitable psychedelic culture available from Synergetic Press. I read a comment from Dr. Julie Holland, author of Good Chemistry, The Science of Connection from Soul to Psychedelics, who says of Psychedelic Justice, Labache and Kavanaugh have done it again, an excellent, timely anthology that addresses crucial issues in the psychedelic community of social equity, the globalization of psychedelic substances and culture, and our shared responsibility to prevent the extinction of these plants and animals. We also had another excellent edition of Wisharika Art Wednesdays, now focusing on a new artist, Luciana Benitez Renteria, curated by Diana Negrin, showing their remarkable technique of yarn work while also sharing about the mythology of the Wisharika people and the importance of their sacred places and their sacred plant, hikuri or peyote. This week's piece is just an amazing kaleidoscopic tapestry, and I'll just want to read a little bit about the description of what it depicts. Our grandmother, the woman who appears to form the world, she is the one who is responsible, the face that carries the sacred arrows and gourds in order to form the world. She is in charge of leading Watakame, the first cultivator, toward the sacred places, asking that he takes the seeds that he has to plant and give offerings for the life of our elder brother, Caillou Marie. Through him, she asks for energy and wisdom before Tatawari, our grandfather, fire. The maize grows because it is the womb of the earth. There, the serpents are the path toward the sacred place, and they communicate through arrows and give the signal that they have found the sacred place of Birikuta, where Caillou Marie lives where his heart is transformed into peyote so you can find that on our social media along with our sacred plant series every friday today's featured plant is nicotiana rustica known in south america as mapacho and elsewhere as the strong wild or aztec tobacco containing four times more nicotine than the tobacco that we're all familiar with in american 
and European cigarettes. Yesterday, we had another edition of Indigenous Reciprocity Thursdays, bringing you an update from our partners Alianza Arcana, a Shipibo Canibo organization in the Peruvian Amazon. We shared about their Kenna coloring book last spring, which is a, an amazing way to support Shipiba women artisans and also reinforce their ownership of their unique artistic heritage. They've been hard at work this summer building alliances with related state organizations to support the well-being of Amazonian peoples and respect their vision for development. And we presented a new video from Alianza Arcana's president, Marcos Urquias Bainas, who speaks about Rao Banabo, which means medicine garden. This is their initiative that aims to revalue the use of traditional medicine plants and promote the cultivation of unused garden spaces, creating small backyard pharmacies, and facilitating the self-management of healthcare for indigenous communities. After implementing pilot medicinal plant gardens and bringing together Shipibo teachers with expertise around care and cultivation, they're sharing seeds and seedlings with community members, and they plan to replicate these gardens in parks, homes, institutions, ultimately systematizing the practice and influencing public policy while spreading it to other rural regions. You can also hear from Marcos in his panel from our Sacred Plants in the Americas 2 conference from last April, and you can find all of those videos on Tracuna's YouTube page. And I encourage you to look more into the Indigenous Reciprocity Initiative by going to tracuna-iri.org, explore the different indigenous organizations that are participating in this resource designed to strengthen indigenous autonomy and agency by promoting grassroots community-led projects. Part of the message of the Indigenous Reciprocity Initiative is to examine the nature of our relationships and the view of reality which sees all life as relationship. And so on that note, I want to end with a quote about relationship from one of my favorite books called The Songs of Trees, Stories from Nature's Great Connectors by ecologist David George Haskell. And in his preface, he says, In all these places, tree songs emerge from relationship. Although tree trunks seemingly stand as detached individuals, their lives subvert this atomistic view. We're all, trees, humans, insects, birds, bacteria, pluralities. Life is embodied network. These living networks are not places of omnibenevolent oneness. Instead, they are where ecological and evolutionary tensions between cooperation and conflict are negotiated and resolved. These struggles often result not in the evolution of stronger, more disconnected selves, but in the dissolution of the self into relationship. Thank you again for joining me for the seventh episode of Chakruna Dieta which you can tune into every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. My name is Joseph Mays, Program Director of the Indigenous Reciprocity Initiative, and I hope that you all have a beautiful weekend and week ahead, and I'll see you next time. Bye.